Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host again. Max is off today. I think he's playing hooky. He must be drinking whiskey or something, you know. In his car. In his car. In his car. car. Right. He, he wanted to come on in his car because, for those of you who don't know, he has a home studio. We are building a studio down in Texas, but he has a home studio, and in his home studio, he's getting a roof put on it, his house. <laughs> So I didn't want him sitting in his car. I thought it'd be kind of awkward, so uh, awkward turtle. So I decided that I would do the show solo tonight. So again, you get to look at my ugly mug, and uh, we have an exciting uh, show today. Sorry we were a little bit late. Um, you'll hear during the show why I was late. But the, the, the radical left knows no limits. They lie about everything. I don't... Uh, I don't think the truth is something they know a lot about, and they slander you and say whatever you want. And now I'm, I've become the insurrectionist by Seth. Is it Seth Abramson, Mr. Producer? Is that that guy? Go over to his Twitter, say hello to him. Tell him I said hi. He wanted me to pay $5 to, to see his stuff. I was like, no, no, thank you. I give you nothing, and I don't <laughs> care. But uh, yeah, so interesting. So today we're going to be talking to a real journalist that explains the fake news propaganda machine and the attack that her and her family have been under. For those of you that don't know, Ashley, Ashley Epp is, is quite extraordinary, actually. She's a journalist. She's been fighting for, man, she's been fighting since the beginning of time. Um, I had an email with all the stuff about Ashley here. I know Ashley. So she also has COVID right now. So we're not going to let her get too close to the mic. Um, she's not in the studio, but, you know, it does travel through radio waves, I guess. Does it? I think it does. But without, I think Fauci would say yes. Fauci says it does. You know, it might come over the... I'm a terrible Fauci. Without, without any further, let's just bring, bring Ash on. Ash up. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? You're the COVID I'm queen. doing all right. In the interest of journalistic integrity, I have proudly never been tested for COVID. So oh, I'm haven't? going based off of symptoms. Nope, never, right. never allowed them to stick that thing up my nose. Um, so I don't know. I, I, the world will never know if I actually have COVID, but I have all the symptoms. So. And you have all of the right stuff. You're not taking any remdesivir. You're not uh, taking any of that stuff <laughs> okay. that will end up, you know, killing you. Um, but you do have all the stuff to make sure that you you. I've got the protocol and yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll proudly take horse paste as well. So I love what our, uh, the folks we know are watching are going to do with that statement. So <laughs> crazy so conspiracy theorists, crazy conspiracy theorists that keep turning out to be right. Um, I know you've probably <laughs> seen it in the news, even though you're sick, but we had to deal with Hillary Clinton again in the news and, uh, the uh, John Durham report that came out and said that they're responsible for spying on a sitting president. And what's interesting about this is that lots of people are now cooperating. What do you think of that? 
Oh, I think it's amazing. And we're going to trace this story back to Colorado, uh, you know, as we go through the show today, because it's pretty, you know, it's always the same people. The cabal is, is they've, they've got their trusted group of folks um, that they just keep using over and over again. So I think it's, it's pretty interesting when we saw um, the news come out from the Durham investigation and bright and shiny front and center, Mark Elias, former lawyer of Perkins Coie, who happens to be Jenna Griswold's lawyer um, in the current lawsuit against her. It's so very incestuous, the cabal. Yeah, and we're, you're dealing with personal attacks that you're getting, and you, you have a... Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Because I, I share your stuff quite sure. often um, on all of our channels. Um, and, uh, you know, we've been trying to connect so that I could get you to uh, write on a larger platform that get, we're getting ready to launch, which I think is really exciting. That'll be, it'll allow citizen journalists across the country to write content. It'll, it'll replace a lot of the, the social environments that allow for, for uh, blocking content. But tell everyone about yourself. Sure. So um, I'm a former management consultant. Uh, spent 20 years in corporate America doing executive communications and large-scale change management initiatives, and really spent my uh, my personal time, uh, my you know my personal writing, my personal communications focused on the issues of today that I think get underreported or misreported. Um, I always wanted to be a journalist, went to journalism school, actually wrote my entrance essay to CU Boulder Journalism School on how headline news would be the downfall of the informed American population. Because once you convince people that they can get the facts of a story from a headline, whoever writes the headline controls reality. I wrote that in 1995 before social media, before 140 characters. We still used the card catalog to look things up back then. So uh, I nailed it. And, um, to, you know, fast forward to today. Uh, I wish you didn't I nail it, was, but I, I get that. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's it, we seem to operate as a society on um, a pinky promise. Right. We have all of these. We, we all know what's going on. Right. We know that the, there's spin in the news. We know that the news is owned by six companies. We know that they're beholden to their advertisers and their primary advertisers are pharmaceutical companies. We know all these things. But we still somehow trust that the new, you know, on a large scale, I certainly don't. But we trust, you know, the society trusts that the news is going to give them the facts and reality of what's going on. And it's so far gone. You know, headline news was originally relatively factual, accurate news because they were training and conditioning people. They were training and conditioning people to trust the headline. Right. And fast forward to today where it's all fake. It's all fake Mockingbird Media. They don't actually cover any of the real information out there. We saw the, the Capitol in Ottawa uh, next to the parliamentary building where they even changed the video feed and showed that there was no one there when the place was covered up with over a million Canadians. Yeah. That's, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I, uh, I attended event, an event a couple of weeks ago with Lara Logan, and she was talking about how she stumbled upon them editing videos of her live. Like she was noticing the editing of live video editing. While the video is playing live, they can remove a blemish, remove somebody from the background. I don't know, change what your sign says, make you not there at all. Right? We have, we have incredibly powerful capabilities and we're operating these 
incredibly powerful capabilities on a pinky promise. So it's kind of scary. So and through all this, um, you've been writing about truthful stuff. Um, Ash, have you ever lied in your correspondence? You ever made stuff up and to made hyperbolic? Have you have you added anything to it? Did you make sure that you did a check and double check and and made sure that the facts were were not just convenient, but were actually something you could back up? So first of all, I'm a blogger. And so it's all my opinion, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, I am very factual. I always provide receipts for what I say. And if I get something wrong, I correct it. So I've never knowingly printed something that was inaccurate. But the second I found, if I found out that something was inaccurate, then I, I will change that and I'll post the correction and I'll own it because that's the importance. I want people to know that I'm, I'm somebody who's going to do that. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell the truth as I see it. And if I get it wrong, I'll be the first to say I got it wrong. No, I've never made something up. I've never invented somebody being on a plane, for example, if they weren't on a plane. Um, so you, you've, you've covered a lot of things. And as a result, you're actually getting people that are in the media, the radical left media, which we went, went over this last week. We talked about how the media will parrot everything through and then Google will pick it up and just repost it. So when you go to look up mm -hmm. Ash Epp, it will show up a whole page of the same thing that's been shared to 20 different sites, right? To make it look like it's a bigger deal than it is. Uh, in essence, it's cyberbullying to a whole new level, right? They're destroying and going after and, and acting with impunity. I actually think this is going to be the next case that comes out is the case of what they're doing collectively. It, it is a RICO violation, right? It is a violation of, yeah. of massive proportions. And, you know, we, we, are, we just keep going through this process of seeding lawsuits, seeding lawsuits, seeding lawsuits. But, I mean, are, you have a, do you have a stalker? Do you have someone that openly stalks you on a normalized basis? Is that actually happening? I heard about this. Yeah, so there's a there's a reporter. His name is Eric Malbich. He writes for Malbich. the Colorado Times. Yeah, I know you know him. Yep. Oh, he writes guy. for uh, Colorado Times Recorder. There he is. That's yeah. him. Um, and he started writing. He wrote his first article about me back in March. And that was actually a fair placement in an article because he called me for comment. And I talked to him. I talked to him for like an hour. Um, at the end of that conversation, I said, Eric, what happened to your journalistic curiosity? Like you're, they're telling you, he told me that the video of the suitcases being pulled out in Georgia was debunked. And I said, debunked? It's not true. Debunked how? Right. He said, oh, it's it's debunked. And I said, what happened to you? How did you go from wanting to be a journalist to just parroting the talking points of the state? The suitcases that those people said there was a water main break, kicked out the observers, kicked out the press, then pulled out suitcases and ran ballots through. And they say, oh, no, we were just testing it. And that's OK for you. Like That's not journalism. At that point, you're you know, you're, no you're just a paid a paid pen for the state. Right. You're it's propaganda at that point. But that was how our conversation ended. But we had a really interesting conversation. Um, but since then, I seem to make it this latest article that he posted over the weekend, which was inaccurate, um, was the eighth time in the past less than a year he's uh, he's put me in his story, whether I belong there or not. D doesn't he know you're married? I mean, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just I would never. I mean, 
I would I, never I, presume to think that that's what this is about because I, I certainly don't want don't to um, assume his gender or sexuality. So. Oh my gosh, please don't. My ears hurt. You can't say that. Don't say that again. Please don't say that. <laughs> But yeah, so no, I don't I don't think that's what this is about. I think they're paid, right? I mean, I think that this is a hit job. You've got, you know, Colorado, we talk about it a lot. And I think people in other states are kind of like, yeah, one thing that I've learned in, you know, the, the work that I'm doing now is that every state, every, grassroots people in every state think that their state is the most corrupt. Every yeah. state you go and you talk to them, they're like, well, we're definitely ground zero. We're definitely the worst. New Hampshire, instance. ground zero. But, but, I, right. But Colorado is the election fraud test kitchen. They bake a lot of these methods here. We were the ones to pioneer the risk limiting audit. We we're the ones that went all mail in ballots back in 2013. Right. And we had Republicans that brought those methods to our state, by the way. Uh, this is a election fraud is the most bipartisan effort we have in our government. Um, but so like, Colorado really is ground zero. And we see that because of the amount of resources that our opposition has invested in Colorado, right? So we talk about, um, you know, we can talk about Eric. There's another journalist, quote, or scare quote, journalist out here, um, Quentin Young, who is the editor at Colorado Newsline. <clears throat> Colorado Newsline, this is public information. Uh, USCIP did a press release on this the other day, um, uh, or a public statement on it. Uh, Colorado Newsline, funded by Arabella Advisors, right? Arabella Advisors, that's a, that's Mark Elias and, and George Soros, right? So you have, uh, in Mark Elias, again, I told you would bring it full circle to, uh, to the news coming out of the Durham investigation. Mark Elias is a Soros attorney who called on Colorado Newsline, a Soros-funded newspaper, right, news outlet to protect yep. a Soros candidate and Jenna Griswold, right? So it's very, they have invested a lot. We've all seen Rocky Mountain Heist, right? We know what they've done to take Colorado, but the reality is it's, it's on very fragile footing because they have to adhere to the law. And that's going to be what, what brings them down is the fact that they haven't allegedly. Well, it's not allegedly, and I'll say it because I knew that, do know that I've done my own research, and and uh, you know I was a data guy for a long time, as you know. Um, the, the thing that I do want to say is that I've been working on a project for the last seven years, outside of everything that we are doing, and um, I've talked to you a little bit about it, but that we built a platform that allows for us to localize content all over the country in 22,800 communities, zip codes across the nation. And that I could actually, I don't use RSS feeds. I don't use you know, connections to different sites. I have the ability for people to actually contribute content in their localized area. So they become certified, they write content in their area, and then we publish that content. And as soon as we publish it, it also shoots out that content via a bunch of different options. So text, uh, email, um, push notifications, app uh, platforms, and you can't censor it. You can't censor it. So I've been working on this for seven years. I've been working on this project, and it launches at the end of this month. So we are going That's to get awesome. an opportunity to do what Arabella has been doing and what they've been kind of doing in the, in the, on the news side. Um, and we're going to take it across the entire country and we're going to give power back to the people so they could tell their own story. I keep hearing about people not getting the opportunity to tell everyone what is going on with them. 
You just don't have the opportunity. You can't tell the story. You call Channel 9 News, and maybe it's, uh, you know, you're, you're going against a mayoral con, uh, candidate or something like that. And so you, you, you get in there, and you're like, hey, this person literally beat me in the street. Let's say it's something big, so, newsworthy, right? And yet you can't tell the story because the news is like, yeah, we can't tell that story. And then you get on Facebook and you put that story out there, and all of a sudden they block you. It sounds like mm -hmm. the Eric Coomer story. It's just a little bit familiar for me. I don't know why I would think that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that the the normies out there really understand how bad it's gotten, right? We're, we're not at the, you know, it was, it feels like years ago that we were at the point of slapping misinformation labels on something, right? Now you're wholly banned. You can't, you, you know, you, you say one, one thing. I went back on Twitter um, when Jenna Griswold did her emergency rules. Yeah. I went, I went back on Twitter. I'd been off since 2018. And I went back on and all I went on for was to comment to Jenna Griswold and air my grievances because Twitter is the public square. That's where our elected officials are. That's the fastest way that we can get a message to them, right? Yeah. I didn't break any any rules. I didn't I didn't use profanity. I didn't make any threats. I didn't do anything wrong. I simply aired my grievances. I made it two weeks. All I did while I was on Twitter was post on Jenna Griswold's posts and I made it two weeks and I was and I was banned again. I was banned without any cause, without any way of addressing the ban, any of that. What does it what that, does that tell you? What does that tell you? It means that, I, I, that Jenna Griswold has an incredible amount of power and an incredible amount of connections. It, because and by she the way, can, they're breaking the law. Right. Right. And in the uh, the most recent her most recent drama um, with Merlin Klotz in Douglas County, where she said, "Oh, there's another potential breach," and then she came back out and said, "No, no, it's fine. You know, we're not we're not worried about Merlin anymore." Well, she became. It says in that press release from her office, she became aware of the backup from a social media post. It was a social media post on my Telegram. My face of my profile picture on Telegram is actually in that court filing now because yeah. Jenna Griswold is what monitoring my Telegram at the time yeah. that I made that post it was October of 2021. I think I had 300 followers on Telegram. Right, I have 500 now. Woo! Right, but hey, they need how to does that you. catch? Right, but how does that catch Jenna Griswold's attention? Is she monitoring everybody who criticizes yes. her, all of the constituents that criticize her, or am I special? Right? I, is she what this this can't be legal, is what I'm getting at. And is she using taxpayer dollars to monitor the things that I post? Right? This is it's crazy town. And they're not even hiding it. Right? She put it in a court filing. They're not even hiding it. It's it's crazy that they think they can get away with it. Well, you know, I, I do need to do an ad read for one of our sponsors. He's been a sponsor for a long time, and that's Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area, you do a lot of traveling, you hike or spend a lot of time outdoors, health insurance won't always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight. Uh, but with Air Medcare Network, you're covered. For as little as $85 a year, your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. The typical cost of an air medical transport typically runs $20,000, $30,000, $50,000. And um, frankly, most insurances don't pick it up or leave you with high deductibles. So this is fire insurance. I am a member, have been since since the beginning. 
Um, and uh, but if if you if you want to save a little bit and make sure that your family is covered, you can go to airmedcarenetwork.com/daily and use offer code daily, and you can receive up to a fifty dollars e card when you sign up today. It's it's a pretty amazing deal. I had to get the secondary one, which means I'll fly you back to. Uh, your home state, so it becomes less of a burden on your family. Go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily, promo code daily, and save if anything bad happens to you. And I hope it doesn't. I pray it doesn't. That's definitely something worth investing in. You know, my uh, my mom got really sick at, uh, in Grand Cayman and had to be flown, and it, they didn't have any sort of insurance like that. My father had to pay for that out of, out of pocket. It was tens of thousands of dollars. So definitely worth it. Yeah. So I'm not sure that people understand who Mark Elias is. Oh, okay. So, so, so Mark, gonna, yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you, I'll let you tell me no. your, your floor. <laughs> so, so first of all, if you don't know Perkins Cooley, the law firm, then you're not paying attention because their fingerprints are all over everything. They're the lawyers for the DNC, the former Hillary. Hillary Clinton campaign, Joe Biden, Obama for America. Um, they are all, Mark Elias individually. Uh, this came out in Washington Examiner, I think, today that uh, Mark Elias is lawyer for BLM as a as a international entity. Um, so they are the the legal arm of the the Act Blue cabal. It, it's right. unbelievable. I mean, you're talking about a a criminal enterprise. Go ahead and put that back up again, if you will, Mr. Producer. Uh, so this is an article with the Daily Mail. It says Hillary Clinton's campaign leader and man who funded Steele dossier is now representing BLM after leaders fled the charity over investigation into $60 million in finances. Then it goes through and says the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation has retained Hillary Clinton's formal lawyer, Mark Elias, to handle its books, charity filings show. It, it, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't, I'm just trying to figure out how is it that these people are not in jail? How is it Hillary Clinton's not in jail for, for spying on a sitting president? How are the people that are in the CIA and FBI and, and the other organizations that are involved in this, how are they not rotting in prison for the rest of their lives? Or worse, as the, as the espionage and, and treason acts go. But uh, well, how is that not happening, Ash? What do you, you think is behind that? So I, you know, I'm, I'm cynical. <laughs> I'm cynical about it because I was Tea Party during the Obama years, right? When, when you know, the same kind of research was being done and uncovering things and being called that you're a conspiracy theorist because you think Obama's a Marxist, right? Largest expansion of communism we've seen in America was during the Obama presidency. Obama's on record saying, you know, it'd be great if I could just have some guy up there to be the puppet president and I could pull the strings from behind the scenes, right? What? Who better for that than a dementia-ridden um, skin puppet, right? I mean, it's it, so there's there is a cabal running our country right now, and they're so um, so brazen about it. They wrote a Time Magazine article and and, and said how they you know how they stopped uh, stopped Donald Trump from being elected to 
to protect democracy. They're, they're, they don't hide their crimes. Um, and, and I'm not one of those people who's going to talk about how bad the Democrats are, because I think our problems are incredibly bipartisan. We have a political establishment that likes the status quo. We have a, they, they have their power. Even the minority parties are comfortable in their power. Look at Colorado, right? You have a GOP establishment in Colorado that's very comfortable being the minority party in the state. And anything that's going to even hint at fighting to uh, to do anything on behalf of the people and to align with what the people of Colorado want, we're fighting the Republicans more than we're fighting the Democrats. But we haven't seen accountability. We haven't seen anybody get held accountable. So I'm cynical about it. But I think it's, um, you know, I have a little bit of hope that Durham might be different. Well, I think that Durham is a little bit different and he hasn't sought any sort of recognition. He's acted in a very humble manner. He's been very studious through this entire thing, has not tried to be hyperbolic, gotten in the media, used the media for any source or, or uh, gathering of information, has walked just softly through it, has kept his circle very tight to make sure nobody no would leak any information. Yeah. And, and that's, he's very that's the thing that I think it might be different is because we haven't had leaks and there's always leaks out of Washington, right? Yeah. And, and he said, he, he actually said, look, I just want to get to the truth. He did say that early on. I want to get to the truth. And but has stayed out of the public eye and because he does not want to taint his investigation or make it feel like he's leaning one way or another. He wants it to have an honest uh, uh, dealings and integrity in what he reports. But the things that are coming out in some of the indictments um, will shake the consciousness, you know, s spying on a U.S. president. And by the way, there's more. There's so much more that he hasn't even uncovered yet. And remember after January 6th, how we heard how this was just such a, a slap in the face to the peaceful transition of power that, you know, the feds, the feds staged an insurrection and that was supposedly some sort of, you know, slap in the face to peaceful transition of power. You know what's, what's a slap in the face to the peaceful transmission of power? Spying on the president when he's incoming and then after he takes power and continuing, that's not just political. It's not just, oh, we did a bad thing. It's treason. Yeah, well, and then I want to bring this up and it was not something I wanted to bring up, but I'm going to bring it up. Kyle Clark just did a video and used his cabal, used his uh, leftist to attack a church. Uh, we had a town hall type meeting, had a bunch of people on the stage. One of those people being a retired colonel Sean Smith served his country honorably. They called him an election denier, did not even talk about the fact that he served his country honorably for over 20 years. Um, tell me what you think about what you've heard in, in, in relation to what the truth is. So I'll, I, I was watching your event. I was, um, I was in Florida during the event, so I wasn't there, but I was watching on the live stream and um, Sean, Sean Smith is a, a partner of mine. Um, and so I know him real well. And one thing that I want to say that, that people, you know, he's, he's a retired U.S. Air Force full colonel. Um, what Sean's expertise was, was in the, well, he was in the military and he worked for the Department of Defense up until when he retired, was testing of critical infrastructure systems against nation state level threats. 
There is nobody more qualified to talk about the, the testing labs, Pro V&B and SLI compliance, to talk about what it would take to make our election system secure, because that's what he did for our government, for the U.S. Air Force and for the Department of Defense. And so they smear him at his peril, at their peril, I should say. The um, One of the first things that, that Sean Smith ever said to me, I was asking if I could quote him, and he said, I will never say something that you can't quote. I will never say something that's not that 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 I won't stand by as verifiably true. And I've worked for with, with him for over a year now, and it's that's true. And so, you know, the first thing that Kyle Clark did was come out and lie about what was said. Yeah. Right? The headline was that was that Sean and others called for Jenna Griswold to be hung. That's not none true. of that. None of that's that was true. said. That's not, it's not true. It's an absolute fabrication. They don't care. They do it. It, do, anyway, it doesn't right? matter. If, they, if they, but now it, they're, now they're going after yeah. church. Now they're going after FEC. And now we have grounds for a lawsuit against them. And we're not going to file that lawsuit in Denver because it happened in Douglas County. So we're going to be looking at 18th district for a lawsuit. I know that Sean has taken an amazing amount of flack, but uh, what a great man that he is. And yet he's, mm-hmm. he, they basically slandered him. And, So let's say what he actually said. So what Sean said was, I think if you're involved in election fraud, then you deserve to hang. Because like we were just talking about, it's treason. And the law is clear on the penalties for treason. There's precedent for that, right? He was talking about Jenna Griswold in an earlier statement. And so Kyle Clark made the leap right? And, And made a statement and attributed a statement. So Kyle Clark made a false statement. And then Jenna Griswold allegedly brought it to the police. That's her own words, right? She said she told the police. So did she make a false statement? I think she did too. Um, but right. they all do. So, that's, that's all they ever do. Right. Right. I mean, we, we right. saw Jenna came, Griswold yeah. gets held to a higher standard because she's an elected official. She is. Right. So remember during the, the Clinton, the Clinton um, scandal back in the 90s, the big thing was that he lied to the American people because he's an elected official. Right. You know, blue dress, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But he lied to the American people. That was the, the big crime. Right. Well, Jenna Griswold has been lying to people for a long time. And, you know, she might be getting herself into a, a bit of a conundrum where she's got to back up what she says. Well, I, I do know that it's time for lawsuits to start flying. I do know that, uh, you know, she talked about threats and, and what Kyle Clark did was put up on a screen, screenshots of the Twitter for uh, Jenna Griswold. And it says, you're a communist. I look forward to the day where you hang for treason. Um, those are all things that they said. Nobody threatened her. I went back and froze it and looked at it. Nobody threatened Jenna Griswold. Uh, Ash, I- I'm going to ask you this because you know this about me. Did people come to my house? Yep. They tried to kill me. They sent me yep. powder. So those are real threats, right? Those are... Yeah, I was talk. I was on the phone with you um, during the the powder incident at your house when that was actually happening. Um, but then they'll always say so they fabricate a Jenna Griswold threat, right? But then when you actually have, because because we're not we're never violent. The the right is never violent. Um, you know they can point to January sixth. They fabricated it. They right where so so kyle clark can get up there and talk about violence i'm old enough to remember when nine news security guard killed killed lee keltner in broad in daylight blood. in denver in cold, cold blood. blood yeah 
and it was a setup. And if you go and you watch the whole thing, you can see exactly what they did. And Kyle Clark is going to lecture us about violence and, and, and people being radicalized. I'm sorry, his body counts bigger than ours. We, we aren't violent. We don't get violent. We've been fighting for the past year through the system and through the courts and through, you know, our legislature corruption. and in the public square and where we face corruption at every turn. But never do we turn to violence. That's I've never heard anybody that I'm associated with or you're associated with seek violence. That's not what we want. We want due process. And as a matter of fact, in that statement, Sean said due process and Kyle Clark edited it out. He did edit it out. And that's actually yes. the, the great thing about this is we actually have those videos. And here's the thing about, about Kyle Clark. Kyle Antifa Clark, and I will call him what he is. He is an Antifa member. He has stood next to Antifa, been a part of Antifa. We're seeing some stuff that just came out. I don't know if you saw it, but that Antifa is being used by the FBI and security apparatus up in Canada in order to go after Give, Send, Go and the truckers. Did you hear about this? Yes. So what do you think of that? Antifa, odd bedfellows with security organizations in Canada and the United States in order to well, hack. It's ironic. And it's ironic because they call themselves anti-fascists. <laughs> And they are the fascists. They are fascists. <laughs> they, they're the definition of fascists. Yeah. You know, call, call me a fascist while you're, you know, collaborating with the state to have my rights taken away. They're the brown shirts of today. That's what we're looking at is they're very, Antifa is very valuable to our, to our government, to the establishment um, that wants, you know, that they, they can, they can deploy that kind of lawlessness and they do. Right. Um, you know, we, we, we had to sit through mostly peaceful pre uh, protests and Chaz. Remember Chaz? Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, Remember they were trying all to make of these food things, on top of plastic? Yes. And they just laid the plants down on top of the dirt. Um, you can't but it's, make this it's up. A, Antifa is a tool that, that they use. It's a tool that the government establishment uses. And we're seeing it now. It's not Antifa is not an American phenomenon, right? It's all over the world. And it is, you know, it's we saw them on January 6th. They might have been dressed as MAGA, but we saw them Jake Sullivan, right? We saw them on January 6th. Um, and they they're gonna, you know, they're, they're gonna use that tactic to create chaos and, and create disruption and how much better to to show uh, you know, MAGA, people that look like MAGA breaking windows and, and all that kind of stuff, take some of the heat off of them when they dress like themselves and set fire to our cities. Denver's lost. I mean, Denver used to be the most beautiful, cultural, artistic city. Yeah. So great. I loved Check working there. I used to work across from Coors Field. Great place. Used to love it. You can't, it's not safe. I've had people spit at me and follow me and my son to my car. Just being in Denver, and it is absolutely ridiculous. But it's it's lost, and you know the um, the COVID lockdowns perpetuated that because nobody was going to work, nobody was was going into the city to go to work, and during that time, the city was lost, and nobody even noticed. It was out of sight, out of mind. Well, and there's a mass exodus happening from Denver to the suburbs right now by people that would consider themselves leftists. One of them moved into our neighborhood, and so I stopped and said, "Hey, welcome to the neighborhood." And, uh, and I go, where'd you come from? And they said, well, we moved here from downtown Denver. And I go, downtown Denver. And they're like, yeah. I said, well, why'd you leave that beautiful place? 
And they <laughs> laughed. And I go, that's what happens when you vote Democrat. I just want you to know. Mm-hmm. That's a, just remember that you're out in Douglas County right now. We're, we're not a bunch of Democrats. We'll love on you here, but that's what happens when you vote for Democrats. And the guy goes, I'm a Democrat. And I go, do yourself a favor and change your party affiliation. And he goes, change my party affiliation. Yeah. I was like, yeah, why'd you move here? And he goes, because of the violence downtown. I go, who runs downtown? He goes, well, there's some bad people that run it, but they're poor leaders. And I go, okay, then the poor leadership is is an endemic of the entire Democrat Party because what's happening in L.A.? So we talked for like 25 minutes, and I was like, man, I, I love you. But buy a gun because even out here you're going to need one, and don't ever vote for a Democrat. All right? God bless you. I'll drop a bottle of wine to you later. I, that was a conversation I had, to, right? But it took that. I, I wanted to have it. We have to be willing to have these hard conversations. Yeah, I have. So we have a guy that moved in next door to us. And I was on a, um, a lot this a few months ago, I was on a live stream with Jovan. And oh. so I put on my Trump one shirt while I was on that live stream. Just, you know, because I was talking to Jovan, whatever. So then I go yeah. live stream ends. I go downstairs, I go outside and my neighbor's outside gets tri- I'm on my front porch in my own in my own space gets triggered by my shirt. I, I totally forgot I was wearing it, right? But triggered by my shirt, picks a fight with me and argue we don't talk anymore. <laughs> my neighbor, because ah, people are so, uh, so, you know, and he's moved out to Douglas County. He moved here from Missouri, not from Denver, but. Yeah. Uh, Still super, super stupid. Yeah. Super stupid. Um, well, and to get triggered by a shirt. Right. I mean, that's fragile. That's a pretty fragile. It's pretty fragile. The war is going to be hard on (laughs) y'all. It's going to be really hard on them. And and I'm just trying to figure out if they're going to start making groceries on plastic with little little bits of dirt and hoping that something sprouts up through it, I guess. I don't know. They're going to go out there and buy a can of cashews and hope they can build a cashew farm on plastic. We'll call it the Chaz farm. (laughs) so we have a video it's four and a half minutes long and it's uh it's john solomon reporting on the bombshell of the durham filing but in it he talks about mark elias blm um, and the durham report so we're going to go ahead and play that really quick i may interrupt it mr producer but let's go ahead and play this four and a half minutes this is john solomon in the war room um on the durham filing so john we had fenton on here You've been on this more than anybody for years. How big a deal was Saturday? And quite frankly, people want to know where this investigation is going to go because you're always ahead of this thing by six months. So tell us. Yeah, listen, I I think it's an important piece of the puzzle, which is the effort to smear Donald Trump didn't end with the campaign. You see it continuing into January, February, March of 2017, where the same group of people that foisted the fake Alpha Bank story, the idea that Donald Trump had a secret communication channel, which he never had with the Kremlin. They can't get it through the FBI. The FBI turns them down. So they start gathering more data and they decide, you know what? We didn't like the answer we got from the FBI. We're gonna walk it over to the CIA in February of 2017. From July of the summer of 2016 to the spring of 2017, Hillary Clinton's campaign kept flooding the zone with bogus information. And without, so far, without any consequence. Sussman is the first person to face consequence with this indictment about lying. When you look at the summary, there's a lot of people, there there's, appears to be a conspiracy of people working together to take information that they themselves are discussing is a red herring, not true. Probably not true, wouldn't meet the smell test, 
and foisting it upon the FBI and then the CIA. Uh, I think there's more indictments to come. I think there's a very active investigation. Durham was very slow for one reason. Hillary Clinton's law firm fought the subpoenas and didn't want to give up their attorney-client privileged information. That slowed the investigation for a long time. But now, a rear act, a, a law firm's actual attorney-client privileged documents have been sprung open. And when you see what's in them, you realize what a farce, what a fraud this entire Russia collusion case was. Uh, Mark Elias, uh, I thought his name is one of the documents. When, when is he going to get rolled up? He's a bad hombre. <laughs> well, there's some in inkling that he may have already cooperated. There seems to be some information from him before the grand jury, whether it came from him or from his files. I don't know. Uh, but listen, he's the, he's the orchestrator in chief. He's the guy whose firm hires Christopher Steele, who's working with these computer experts who task Sussman to go to the FBI and do these things. He's a very important player. Right now, he appears to be a witness. But as this as this evidence comes out, you know, if they decide to make a conspiracy case, he's someone whose name is all over these documents over and over again. Hold on, are, are, are you implying that Mark Elias is a rat? He's ratting out suspect. He, are you implying that he's a rat? He's actually tell, working right? as yeah. a witness. There's clearly evidence that they have from Mark Elias, whether it's from his documents, from a subpoena or from some cooperation. We can't tell, but he clearly has provided there's information from him that's used to build this case against Sussman. Sussman is, is in part in trouble because Elias's records lay out the story of what happened. Besides the Durham, we got a couple of minutes here. It, when we take over in November, the Jim Jordan's guys you're very familiar with and quite close to. Yeah. What do we do at the House level and the investigative level, besides hiring John Solomon as the chief investigator for the Oversight Committee? Hello. Uh, what, what do we got? Would that scare him to death? I got a whole thing oh, of the second okay. term and the thing starting right here. Solomon, what are we going to do? You got to do the opposite. Republicans have to do the opposite of what Paul Ryan did in 2017, which was cower down and let the Democrats own the entire narrative. Mitch McConnell's the other co-conspirator and cowering down. You need an aggressive investigative oversight, just like the Democrats did. The only difference is this time it'll be filled with facts and not innuendo and false stories. I think that and then pressure to get a special counsel to investigate the Hunter Biden things. That case is stalled in the Justice Department. There is widespread evidence of wrongdoing. A special counsel at the Justice Department, the Republicans will have the purse strings if they own Congress. They can force that to happen and get real oversight. No excuses. Go do oversight. It's what the Constitution requires Congress to do. You got a hit show on REV. You got the great news site, Just the News. How do people follow you? How do they get to you, John? Jay Solomon reports on all social platforms. So, what do you think of that? So, I think we need accountability, right? Think for a second if, if instead of Mark Elias or Michael Sussman, it was Joe Oltman or Ash Up, right? We'd we'd It'd be, be rolled up. up already. Oh yeah, right. It, it, it wouldn't look be at what they've done to to people whose whose um, charges are trespassing on January 6th, right? They've been sitting, some of them, in solitary confinement. Um, there is absolutely a two-tier justice system. And if, if the powers that be ever want any sort of trust in our institutions to return, we better see some accountability for this. Because this is, you know, back when it happened, Trump said they're spying on my campaign right? We sat through the Russia gate with, you know, the walls are closing in, the walls are closing in, the walls are closing in, all fat, all, all, all fabricated, right? It was all fake. Now, all of that drama that they put us through, and I said this in an article, 
I don't remember which one, but I stand by it. They had to know that they would get caught and they decided to put the country through this anyway. There needs to be consequences and there needs to be accountability. So uh, if, if we talk about consequence accountability, um, somebody just brought up the, the January 6th. I'm going to read this, this ad first and then from one of our sponsors. And then I'd like to ask you about um, your January 6th photos and video. Somebody sure. just asked that question, so I want, I'm going to ask you that question. But in, in the meantime, I want to, uh, this podcast is brought to you by one of our partners, Enterforce. Uh, they're going to give you a chance to win a 2021 Ford F450 gooseneck trail, gooseneck, with a gooseneck trailer, a Can-Am Maverick, and $20,000 in hard, cold cash. Um, conservative Daily listeners could get 1,000 bonus entries on any purchase made by using the promo code CD21. That's Charlie David 21. Um, and visit the site at enterforce, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E dot com. That's E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E dot com. Buy some gear, support our troops, actually supporting our veterans because they support veteran organizations. And then we, on our side, also give you the ability to have CD10s. You can save up to 10% as Charlie David 10, and you can save up to 10% there as well. Now, we are actually raising money by using this as a, as a partner so that we could give money to the January 6th prisoners. And, um, and frankly... Uh, we thought it was a good opportunity. There is a, a T-shirt and a sweatshirt on there that says free our people as a picture of the uh, 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 Capitol with a 1-6-2021 on it as well. So, And it's available in white and black in the shirt and the sweatshirt. So, so I want to I bring this up because I think it's important. Oh, by the way, no purchase or payment will, of any kind is necessary to enter or win. Purchase or payment will not improve your chance of winning. That's a disclaimer for that as well. Go to enterforce.com and uh, use CD21 or CD10 to save 10%. Okay, tell me about these pictures. How do I, how do I not know about these pictures and videos? Or do I already know this story? I, I would imagine you already know. But so on January 6th, um, I was at, I was in DC. Did I was nowhere near the building, right? I didn't go, I, was about, I, I posted on my blog where I was. I have an arrow. I was right here um, on there and never hit it. Uh, never, never, uh, you know, have, have shied away from that because it was um, a war zone and we were attacked by the Capitol Police and then it was silent after that. So on January 6th, the night of January 6th, when they locked us all in our hotel rooms, Holly and I were texting and we had turned Pence into a verb and we were posting photos and videos of the day and, you know, talking about the, the Pencing police and, and this yeah. and that. Um, so next day I was posting on Parler. She was posting on Twitter. Next day we were both, uh, she was suspended on Twitter. I was wholly banned off of Parler and I've never gotten back in. This is on January 7th. So it's a serious? week before AWS deplatformed them. Yep. January 7th, the last post that I ever put on Parlor was at the um, Lincoln Memorial the morning of January 7th. And it was coincidentally the only photo that they had from my parlor um, when the FBI came to my house. But so I was, we were posting, I posted all these videos. We had videos of, uh, you know, you saw that one gateway pundit flashbang come into the crowd and everybody was like, oh my gosh, look at that. That was relentless. They were shooting those things at us over and over again. The CS gas was in our lungs, in our throat. I had damage to my vocal cords. First thing I did when I got back was go to my doctor and get that damage to my vocal cords on the record. But that night we were posting the videos and the pictures of all that violence. The next day I was banned off of Parlor, and about four or five days after that, I went to go grab those videos and they were gone from my camera roll. My camera roll has nothing from January 6th 
on it. It was all white. What? Yeah. No videos, no pictures, nothing from January 6th, all gone. You saw so they, the same they took down my parlor. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. You, you still have the same phone? I, yeah. There might be an opportunity where I can recover that stuff. It's been a little while, but um, I'm still pretty good at tech stuff. All so right. Well, to, we can do that. Might be able to help yeah. You. So they you might should have told get, me earlier. <laughs> it's happened to some other folks as well. The same thing happened to another gal that I was with on January 6th that all of the evidence of the violence against the American people on behalf of, at the hands of the Capitol Police, wiped. Now, the one other thing I'll say about that is we saw that one, like I said, that one video of a flashbang hitting the crowd yeah. that the Gateway Pundit put up in like April, right? Um, think about how many cameras were pointed at that space on January 6th. How many yeah. news outlets, how many cameras were pointed and it never came out. None of that violence came out until months later and we got one picture from Gateway Pundit. That's it. That, that's pretty incredible to me that there was that many news outlets, cameras pointed at that space and whatever coordinating faction was strong enough to suppress it for as long as they did. What, what's really interesting is that they keep going after the truth tellers and the people that are telling everybody what's happening and they're slandering and just saying whatever they want, acting with impunity. Um, I, I know that the, the things that you've been up against when you start talking about just this massive attack and now they're deleting pictures, which I think is absolutely fascinating. Uh, I know they can do it. I just wouldn't think they would mm -hmm. do it. That's 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 a weird occurrence, which means there's something in those pictures that they wanted to hide. They wanted to suppress. Well, they. Th I think that's the same reason that they banned me off of Parlor the very next day is because the, what I was posting about was the violence that the Capitol Police perpetuated on peaceful Americans, grandmas, grandpas, children, babies. They started gassing us with no warning. There was no riot declaration. There was no, please disperse, or we're going to start gassing you. They just started gassing us. Well, and now that things are falling apart in the narrative, um, I, you know, I'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. What do you think about what's happening in Russia right now? Do you think that we might go to war so that they can actually cover up their crimes? Um, I think they want to. Uh, I think it's pretty incredible to see both Ukraine and Russia saying, well, this isn't what the Biden administration is saying doesn't reflect reality here on the ground. It, it, it's showing the, the war hawks, which is a, another incredibly bipartisan activity that our government has, right? Um, let's go to war. Uh, you know, it's, it's incredible, it's Ukraine, right? Um, I was looking at, I saw something, I think it was on Telegram today, it might've been on, on one of our signal chats, but it was how the, the um, biggest funder of the Clinton Foundation, Ukrainian oligarchs. Yeah. There's a lot of secrets in Ukraine. We know that, right? We know it from the laptop. We know it from the son of a bitch, you know, uh, you're not getting the billion dollars, um, Joe Biden quote, right? We know, we know that, that there's a lot of skeletons in Ukraine and we're starting to see them come out fast and furious. And yeah, I think that this administration would absolutely go to war to cover up for their crimes. There, there's nothing that they won't do. So we have a almost war. We have the Durham report that comes out that, that basically uh, points their fingers at Hillary Clinton and others in the government for illegally spying on a sitting president. Um, you have the election fraud, which we know is true. You have Kyle Clark and Eric uh, Machenbach and Bakabach 
uh, Eric the Antifa Machenbacher Bakabak. I don't actually know how to say his name. Malba Malbec Malbec Malbec. I think it's Malbec. Malbec. Now Malbec. Mal. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have done that, but I did. So you got to deal with it. Um, you. He wrote an article. I'm going to come back to this for a minute because we have Kyle Clark that lies through his fat little mm -hmm. face, talks about how the fact that he's, you know, he's just trying to stand up for American values and democracy when he's actually fighting against it. But there was an article that was written. It, it is kind of stalkish that was written by Eric back on February 10th about a jet trip to Centennial. Weird, yeah. weird, weird stalking is happening here. For someone with 600 people on their Telegram channel, it's kind of weird. Yeah, well, he he puts me he he slots me into his articles. He did this. Um, Justin Grantham, the Fremont County Clerk and Recorder, yeah. held a, uh, a thing about elections, um, a town hall meeting with his constituents about elections. I wasn't there. I, I I had nothing to do with it. I my name wasn't attached to it. I never spoke about it publicly, but I ended up in in Eric's article about about that because it was you know i guess something to do with elections um so like i said this is the eighth article that he's put me in and in this article he said um and now the premise of the article is mike lindell's plane yeah went to grand junction at the same time that news was breaking about tina peters uh running for secretary of state or something like that um so interesting premise for an entire article but yeah, yeah. so that's it um that picture is from thanksgiving yeah and that's something that they love to do in their articles as well is, is take old pictures for that yeah. fremont county um one that i mentioned the picture that he used for that was an event that sean and i did months prior but it had a come and take it flag in the background so it was a better picture than one of the actual event that he was covering this is just what they do right so anyway in the article he says uh you know the the plane was going back to to ferry ash Epp and the cause of america team back to colorado well i wasn't on the plane um, I was I was in Florida at the time of that um, at the time of that plane flight, but he he speculates on why it was there and who was on the plane and says it as though it's a fact, right? Um, and and it's it's a little stalkery that I end up in his articles, yeah. whether I'm part of the story or not. And in this case, I was not I was not a part of the story, but so it goes. So. So that you see these articles that get written about you because I think you're over the target and you continue to write stories about truth. And, you know, I've read some of your articles and some of them are complimentary of some of the things that they had done. Like you'll, you'll, you'll comment about what they're doing now and say, you're a bad person. Here's what you're doing. But can we go back to the point where you weren't a bad person? So you try to take this kind of balanced approach um, and all you get in return is um, you get antifa I guess I can call mm. it antifa Right. Well, I mean, they're they're coming after me as a election denier. Right. Yeah. I mean, we talked about Newsline earlier and Newsline is Soros Press. That news or that the Colorado Newsline is funded by Arabella Advisors. That's a Soros rag. It is the, it exists to write whatever Soros and Elias want Quentin Young to write. What did they want him to write? They put us on a numbered list 
Joe. They put us on a numbered list of most dangerous people. I think you were live. Uh, you were live when that broke that article. I was watching your show and I was like, "Holy cow!" We're I, I'm, on, I'm we're number on a two denier list. or something. Yeah. So we we yeah. I'm not that cool. I'm number five. But but this is I don't what know if they, I was number two is, or three. This is Sean's what they one. do. And then. And then Sean, yeah, Sean was number one. And then, and then it gets picked up by you know Newsweek or Time, and it gets thumped, and it gets pulled up in Google Google searches, like you said, and it becomes like as if there's credibility to the fact that you know the Arabella Advisors funded outlet is the one who came up with the story. Um, so I just I find it fascinating. My approach, because you know early on we wanted. Um, to see if you know a, a, an attorney could give us a cease and desist or something like that so these guys yeah. would stop because what they're doing is they're setting up a narrative and they're setting up potentially a predicate right by saying we're QAnon. well QAnon yeah. is a domestic terrorist group right so they're they're setting they're they're setting up false narrative and false reality but then they thump it with all of the news outlets that they have and all of a sudden it's like oh well this story was picked up by 27 outlets no it's all owned by the same people, right? They just making it seem bigger than it is. And unfortunately, you know, people don't pay enough attention and, and understand how the news works to see that. They just, yeah. they see it two, three times and they think it's true. Yeah, and that's the Mockingbird Media. The good news about what we're actually building right now is that it will do the same thing on steroids. It will make their little thing that they did look like a, uh, it, it's not going to be good for them. Um, I've been... I feel like the evil scientist right now. And I've yeah, but here's the this. thing is we don't have to, we don't have to lie, right? Nope. Their entire, their entire um, media machine yeah. is built on concealing the truth, yeah. right? It's built on keeping the truth from coming out. We have the truth, so we don't have to lie, right? If we had tools where we were able to, you know, propagate our our messaging and our content that is the truth because you know the side that i'm aligned to is is morally opposed to lying for political gain i certainly am and and, and we so, shouldn't have to i mean that's the other thing is we shouldn't have right, to. we don't have to it it, it doesn't it, there's no benefit so the benefit to them on the radical left is that they benefit collectively together but we, we don't benefit I mean, we, we have to sit, literally fight through all of this and drudge through it like mud and, and do so with a smile on our face and not have them take away our joy. But these people are flat out evil. I mean, they're like the devil. We're talking about the devil himself in yeah. some of the people that we're dealing with. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. But they can't take our joy, right? No. I mean, my joy is supernatural, right? So that's the thing is they're, they're the most miserable people. Right. They are they're Yeah. They're so miserable and they want us to be miserable, too. But I'm having the time of my life. Right. Because I'm fighting for truth and justice and I'm doing something that I believe in. And I know that God is guiding the hand and that God is guiding the team that I'm on. So bring it on. I, yeah. I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of Jenna Griswold. I'm not afraid of Mark Elias. I'm certainly not afraid of Eric Malbitch or Quentin Young. I mean, this is like, you know, let me sharpen my claws and play with you a little bit more. <laughs> you just said another name, Quentin Young. You know, people could Google these people and they, they all are connected to this little uh, mean girls club from the high school. And we call it the uh, lefty wefty uh, high school. So they all go to the little lefty wefty prom, uh, prom 
together. And because they believe in fluidity amongst each other, they all wear each other's clothes, men and women, and, and I don't know what cousin <laughs> is. And then has Heidi uh, Sean Beetle written something about you? Is that, is that yeah? I don't think so. I've you never just, had you, any interaction with you, Heidi. You haven't, you haven't made it yet. Yeah, Ash, yeah. We, we need that to happen. I have followed what happen. Heidi has written about you, though. Oh, it's so fun, <laughs> isn't it? It's so great. I mean, it's like yeah. reading Harry well, Potter. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot of what they write is wholly fabricated, yeah. right? Like that that Quentin Young article with the ten most dangerous election deniers. It it was like re, like you said, it's like reading Harry Potter or reading somebody's fever dream, right? I yeah. mean, they actually said that Lauren Boebert was dangerous. I mean, she's she has no role in Colorado at all. So, you know. well, and she's she's fighting for a lot of different things all at the same time. And I do believe that they've kind of calmed, you know, the waters with her a little bit. And I think so. They wanted to, to round the edges and give her more broader appeal to the Democrats. That frankly, going into the 2022 um, election, we need to just kind of just. Put the, put the gas on fully and take over every part of our government. And then, frankly, we have to get rid of these judges. I mean, the judges, I, I mean, I don't know how you feel. Actually, how do you feel? I mean, are, are they the biggest threat that we're dealing with right now? The judges? Yeah. I think that the corruption that has destroyed every single U.S. and Colorado institution is our biggest threat. I think government is our biggest threat. Absolutely. Because they they enjoy their power. They have forgotten that in America, the people have the power and the government is supposed to do the bidding of the people. They've forgotten. They don't care about their oath. I had a Colorado state legislator tell me you'd be real surprised at how uninterested people are in hearing a constitutional argument because they think that we're you know, we're post constitutional. That's that's where our government is. They think that they can that they can amass this power for themselves and that they're going to be able to keep it. And they are not going to be able to keep it because it is unconstitutional and the people are eventually going to take it back. I don't know what the tipping point is going to be. I think the judges are a threat. I think the legislature is a threat. I think that the executive branches are a threat. I think that the um, the local uh, city councils and county commissioners like those county commissioners out in Mesa County who think they're above the people and can just do whatever, whatever, uh, you know, they want to do uh, the despite the fact that the people show up in overwhelming numbers to tell them to do the other thing and then they just go ahead with their plan anyway. The, the government in this country has forgotten his lot. They've lost the plot. Right. The government has lost the plot and the people are going to have to remind them. They're going to have to show them um, eventually it's going to happen because there are way too many people who are now waking up and remember what America is supposed to be and remember what freedom is actually supposed to mean. And we're so far away from freedom that people don't even recognize it anymore. Well, I, I think that um, I, I think that we're out of time and I, I, I want to tell you that I'll always support you. You can send me articles. I'll definitely post them for you. 100% of the time. Um, I just appreciate you being in the fight and doing the things to um, shed light on truth. I find it interesting that we're dealing in such a time as this there where the liars are given the bully pulpit. And, and, and the reason why I talk about the judiciary specifically is that at every turn, we seem to be blocked from letting the truth be heard whether it's talking about standing or they're talking about, you know, letting people just run amok on, on uh, judicial uh, 
precedence. It, it, it just it, it shocks the mind at what we're dealing with holistically. Mm-hmm. And I don't think here's the problem with it, Ash. If we don't get it under control, especially in the judiciary specifically, and people start feeling like that there is no recourse, there is no way, and that the, the judiciary is blocking yeah. it out, um, I think that you know we're not violent people. But when pushed to an end, where violence is upon us, we're, we're also the, the people that don't like to be cornered. We, we are, when we tyranny are, becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Yeah. And we can't, this is, this for me is about my kids and, and their kids and them being able, because we're so, you know, Ronald Reagan said that freedom is never more than one generation away from being lost. We're, we're teetering on the edge right now. Um, you know, you've got that one of our biggest problems is apathy, right? But you're, uh, you know, we need we need everybody to wake up and see what's going on. Um, you know, do do I think it's going to turn violent at some point? I think it really could. I'm going to fight like hell for that not to happen. happen. I want to at the end of this to be able to say I did everything that I could to re- restore the republic in, yeah. in, in a peaceful way. Right. Um, but I'm also not naive. And I don't think that, you know, the people that we're fighting against, they're fighting to stay off the gallows. They're fighting for their very lives. And that makes them very, very dangerous. Well, I have to tell you, I want to thank you for coming on. You're welcome to come on the show anytime. Ash Epp with Ash in America. How can people find you other than on Telegram? Yeah, that's it. Ashinamerica.com is where my writing is. Um, most of it, you know, you guys will put up on Conservative Daily. Mike puts it up on Frank's speech, which is nice. Um, I don't monetize it at all because I don't, you know, it's, it's just never been a priority for me. I want to I want to say the things that I think are true. Um, and nobody nobody owns my pen. Right. So yeah. Ashinamerica.com is where you can read uh, the only social that I'm on currently. Um, I have handles on all of them. The only one I use is Telegram. So Come over so go to Telegram and watch and chat. follow Ash. And we're going to be, we'll yeah. make sure that we syndicate all of your writings if you'll let us. We've been talking a little bit about that, but um, Ash, Ep, thank you for coming on. It's always a pleasure to Thanks see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, God bless you. So uh, I'll say this before we sign off. I think it's important to note. We are literally getting censored everywhere. And I didn't think that it was possible to get censored on platforms like Rumble, but they sure are doing a really good job. Uh, Yesterday, I've got about 25 to 30 emails from people that said, I can't get on Rumble. Uh, We did do uh, some major upgrades in the area uh, on uh, DLive, on Rumble, and on the website. And uh, yeah, people keep saying that they can't get on, they can't seem to stay on. So, you know, there's two ways that you can reach us is uh, on the audio version and the video version. You can also go back and watch it um, if you miss it or uh, you have trouble getting on. So, uh, look, we're we're just going to continue to fight, keep fighting through this. But I do know that we're fighting up against a radical element. And these people literally just lie and then good people pick it up. They just pick it up and they attack the church, the rock church we were at on Thursday. You heard that Sean said that, hey, uh, sometimes the old way is the right way, and that if you're found you know, violating election law and, and stealing election, being fraudulent, you should hang. You know, I probably wouldn't have said it at a church. Um, I have said it before. I had talked about the fact that it is, a, um, it is a punishment for treason. It is a punishment. You can say whatever you want. It's a, it's a punishment. 
It's, in, it's written in the law. So if you don't like it, change the law. That's all I got today. We're going to come back on this tomorrow. Max will be back with us tomorrow morning. Uh, so we're out of time. If you like the podcast, please subscribe at Rumble at Conservative Daily. Follow Conservative Daily on Telegram at Conservative Daily. You can also follow me at Joe Oltman. You can follow Max McGuire at Max J. McGuire. Um, on Telegram as well. I'm also on Gab and Getter and all the rest of those. I try to post on there pretty regularly uh, just because I know that there's some funny business happening on on uh, Telegram right now. So what they do is they play the game and they just keep complaining about your page over and over and over again and it drives down the ability to see your posts. It's really fun. You know, that's what we're dealing with with the radical left. But best place to go is just go to conservative-daily.com if you want to watch us live because you can't get censored on that environment at all. So you can go to Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. Frank Speech is also a great place to go. Um, they're untethered, and they can't block you there either. You can find us on the audio version at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Uh, please subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Share the episode with someone that wants to hear it. Look, I'm, I'm not always going to get it right. I, a, uh, actually, I'm going to get it right about 75% of the time. Is it 75? Maybe 80. 85%. We'll say 80. 80. Yeah, I'm not going to get it right every time. That's what the thing is called failing forward. Um, but I'm going to continue to fight, fight for you. Tonight, I got a special email that's going out. If you want to know what's in my head, you want to know what I'm thinking, you want to know why I'm fighting, um, I think the email that I'm going to write is probably the most authentic I've ever been. It's pretty authentic and uh, so authentic that I finished it and it broke. Like it, my mind just at that point broke off and I said, okay, this is it. Send this out. Right. And it's my why. So if you want to know what my why is, you want to get in my brain and understand, you know, uh, failures and successes and, you know, what it's like to actually walk through that and just be unafraid. Uh, you'll get a a pretty good look at that with the email that's going out. You can check that email at uh, fecunited.com and just get on the email list. Um, I'll I'll also post a link to it. Mr. Producer, I think we're going to put it up on FEC United's website too, right? All right, and uh, we'll just make sure we get that out to you. It'll be there in the next 30, 45 minutes. Um, If you you need a reminder when we go live, by the way, you can text FREEDOM to 89517 and, and sign up for our text alert system. Use the link in our description to sign up as well and subscribe to our newsletter. And so you get our fax blast. We can do some great stuff. We've got a membership deal that we're setting up as well. And then that project that I was just talking about will be really great because it'll turn all of you into citizen journalists in your own environment and allow you to go viral without any, uh, you know, with the story about your life or what's happening in your community. And, and we can start telling the truth. And we don't, we don't need the media. They don't tell the truth anyway. So um, that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily. My name is Joe Oltman. Max is not here for the day. He will be back tomorrow morning. Uh, remember, the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>